This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Are you still there? To delete your message, press 7. To save it in the archives, press 9. To hear more options, press 0. What are you talking about? Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? We are back after a hey, hey, hey. holiday. I should have gone with that, huh? <laughs> uh, hey, 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 everybody. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, we're back for Battle for LA podcast, part of the Clutch Points Network. Episode, I want to say 19, but I'm not sure. We took a little break for the holidays there. Hope everyone had a safe uh, and and Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year for everyone. You're supposed to call it Happy Holidays. Happy holidays okay i'll just generalize <laughs> i hope you all had a happy holiday there we season go. everyone's happy now so sensitive so um, sensitive. We, we've been away for a bit but as you know there's there's been a lot going on in the nba a lot of it's been covered uh, as far as the lakers and clippers have gone uh we know the lakers won on a on a four game losing streak there and now they're back up after having won i think five in a row straight uh, Clippers have been really up and down since Christmas Day. Mostly, mostly down, but a few ups as well. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into that in a bit. Um, but we'll start off with our, with our first segment, uh, the winners of the week, the last week. Uh, and, and Ryan, why don't you go uh, with the winner from the Lakers side, stat-wise? Who was the best player in the last week? Pretty close between Anthony Davis and LeBron James. But I think you got to go with somebody who averages a triple-double for the week. That's mm. pretty good. He was also the player of the week in the NBA, right? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he averaged 23 points, 11.7 rebounds, 12.7 assists, and 1.3 steals. His uh, shooting percentages left something to be desired. Uh, 20% from three. And 57.9 from the free throw line, which is consistently turning out to be his Achilles heel, I think. Yeah, but you're 17. I, feel, I think we've... yeah. Determined, but they still is. win. He's still killing it. He just has little drawbacks here and there. Well, I guess if you're going to average 23, 11, and 12, um, can't have everything. Free throws is going to be the one definitely thing. Definitely not. I will say, though, honorable mention for Anthony Davis averaging 32 I mean, points, was close. Was 32 close. points, 11.7 rebounds, uh, two assists, two steals, and three blocks. Uh, a little over three blocks, actually. He just had an eight Beast. block game against the Pistons last night. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was twenty a blocks total for the whole team, which was incredible. I think it was the first time that they did that since two thousand one or two, I think something like that. Two thousand one, yeah. Yeah. Um, LeBron and the Lakers went three and zero in the last week. Um, wins over the Phoenix Suns, New Orleans Pelicans, and Detroit Pistons all at home. Stiff competition right there. Stiff. Yeah. Um, all playoff title contending teams. <laughs> Well, look, you you got to you got to be able to take out the sub five hundred teams if you want to. That's true. Take care of business, you get a better seed. Especially since I mean, Pistons could have won yesterday. They could have won. Yeah, they, they came were, back. They were close. They interesting. Derrick Rose was giving them fits. Uh, the Suns somehow, 
the Lakers were up by 36 points and they erased that lead to seven. I believe it was. The ghost of D. Rose. <laughs> they came within striking distance. Um, well, the Clippers... It? And then the Pelicans, they weren't a challenge at all. Pelicans just... Even though I think it was that uh, Frank Vogel was complaining about their presence in the paint because the Pelicans just scored like 60, 60 plus points in the paint. Yeah, all that matters at the end of the day is that they won. But resulted to the 20 blocks yesterday's game. As long as, as, I think the final thing that matters is the win-loss. So they won that game. Uh, Lakers are an impressive 20-0 and against teams below 500. I haven't lost a single game to anyone with a losing record so well, they're far. They're doing what they should have done last year. Yeah, they're beating teams that they're supposed to beat. But it's important in the West with a lot of seeding mm. that'll have to uh, be determined. Like the middle of the pack teams, 17 and 6, 16 and 6, 16 and 5, 18 and 3 against sub 500 teams. Lakers are the only team in the Western Conference unbeaten against sub 500 teams. Uh, over in the East, Milwaukee Bucks are 23 and 0 against sub 500 teams. And the Toronto Raptors are 19 and 0. Those three teams are really taking care of business. Um, on the Clippers side, Luke. He didn't play in all in all four games. He played in three of the four. Uh, but Lou Williams had probably the best, uh, I guess, statistical week if you want to look at it that way, averaging twenty six points, percentages. twenty six points, three rebounds, seven assists, on fifty one percent shooting from the field, fifty six percent from beyond the arc, and I want to say I think it's a hundred percent from the free throw line. Yeah, that's right. Um, didn't miss from the free throw line. He was spectacular. Um, Clippers have been struggling of late a bit that they haven't been playing. Good defense, mostly just good offense. And Montrez Harold, let that be known. Did Montrez Harold, honorable mentions. He also averaged about twenty three and eight, I think. You guys said that Clippers. one game was three players and 30, 30 points or more. Yeah, that was last night against the or last yesterday afternoon mm. against the New York Knicks. That's who it was. All these games are becoming a blur. <laughs> uh, yeah, they had three guys with thirty points. First time in franchise history that's been done. It's crazy. Tress had thirty four, PG at thirty two, and Lou had thirty two. Uh, funny enough. Paul George fouled out with 7.09 left in the fourth quarter. And Kawhi was already out. And the Knicks made a run. But then Lou and Trez were just like, they handled it. That was... Uh, they, they handled those uh, tough Knicks, huh? Hey, man. Those Knicks, have, I think they won three or four in a row coming into that matchup. Oh, so. We'll see tomorrow. Um, Playing the Lakers tomorrow. Yeah, Lou, Lou Williams, though, shooting incredible. 55% from, from beyond the arc uh, the last three games. Uh, he, set a, he set a record, a personal record. Uh, last night with five threes in a single quarter. Um, wow. Yeah, in the second quarter. He gets on those hot streaks, though, man. I remember he, he did that a lot when he was with the Lakers. One point in the first quarter, 18 in the second. <laughs> um, Crazy. And he also recorded his, two, his 200th 20-point game off the bench, uh, most in NBA history. Wow, that's crazy. Um, so it just adds to his six-man sort just, of. He's just got to be the, the greatest six-man of all time. I, I right? think it's safe to say at this point. Uh, and he's still adding to his. To his list of achievements, yeah, uh, could end up winning his fourth this year. I don't know if he will, but he could. Um, the Clippers ended up winning uh, three of their four games this, uh, this past week. Uh, they beat Sacramento on New Year's Eve. Uh, they beat the Detroit Pistons, uh, shorthanded Detroit Pistons, a couple of days after that, uh, and they beat the New York Knicks on Sunday afternoon. But they did suffer a pretty embarrassing loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, on Saturday, I tweeted was about a, that. It was, was like, a one forty. Not believe it when I saw that score. One forty to one fourteen. <laughs> um, Memphis just put it on them. They had three quarters of at least thirty six points. I will say though, John Morant's the real deal. That guy's a stud. He's fun. He's yeah. real fun to watch. He's Memphis, good. Memphis got lucky with that guy because he's looking like a like a franchise changer. I mean, he he could be 
better than Zion. I mean, who knows when Zion? I think it's back. too early to tell. You it's don't know what he can do. But this guy's this kid's pretty polished already. Without he's much got help, the, he's just got the mental side down. He's not. He's yeah, not. He, he's just, a, he's he doesn't rush. Kid. He's not rushed by anything. He yeah. takes. His he time. doesn't play like a rookie. Only thing is, I hope he takes care of his body, and stops trying to dunk on everybody. Yeah, because <laughs> you can get injured doing that. That's. I mean, he had a scary fall earlier this year that you're like, oh my god, how did his knee not, you know, snap or something? Uh-huh. Um, but thank God it didn't. He's, he's so fun to watch, so fun to see him play. Um, yeah, the Clippers at their worst loss, arguably the season, one forty to one fourteen against the, against the Grizzlies. Gotta be that's that's pretty devastating. I think it was just mostly like an effort thing. But PG didn't play, right? No, Paul didn't play that. Paul or Pat didn't play that game. So, um, and th- that I'll just jump right into our next segment, which is the concerns of the week. Um, the Clippers' loss stands out a lot. Uh, giving up one forty to not only giving up one forty to the Knicks. To, to the Grizzlies, but giving up 132 to the Knicks the next night. Um, not for a team that's, you know, built around defense. That's not, that's not a good look. Guys have been in and out of the lineup, and I know they're 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 struggling to find some continuity, but Memphis shot 51% from the field. Do you, do you think that could eventually kind of come back to bite them? Like the fact that there is so much change within the, the lineups with this load management and people in and out and injuries. It has so far. Uh, like think- Seven game series. If they get healthy, uh, I don't know about that. But if, if if they get healthy, I think I was going to get into this later. But I think that they're just kind of just coasting right now until they can get everyone. That's what was Harold was so pissed off about, right? I think they're just coasting and thinking they're they can come and beat everyone in, beat everyone night in and night out. Um, last two games they've given up one forty, like I said, one forty to the Grizzlies on fifty one percent shooting, and one thirty two to the Knicks on fifty seven percent shooting. Um, they just. They're winning their games on offense right now, if, they, if anything. Um, and so they really got to get back to, to playing solid defense over the last... Since Christmas, Christmas was a really good game for them. Since then... Uh, Not so much for the Lakers. Yeah. Since then, the uh, Clippers are giving up 118 points per game, uh, which is third worst behind Denver and Portland. Jeez. And they're letting opponents shoot 49% from the field, which is also third worst behind Denver and Detroit. So not good, not good company there. If you want, to, if you Emmy for a championship, uh, it is only five games, four or five games since Christmas. But uh, they also have a 116 offensive rating, which is fourth in the NBA. But they have 116.6 defensive rating, which is 27th in the NBA. So they're giving up a ton of points for 100 possessions, um, and it's really something they've got to clean up. They just teams are just getting what they want right now, and and most of the guys have been crediting it to lack of communication, lack of energy. Uh, I think like it's safe to say this this January from Christmas to like the All Star break is like the dead day mm. during the season where it's like you kind of just want to get to the All Star break, yeah. but it's just like it's a bunch of games you just got to get through till you get to the All Star break. Could be because a lot of, a lot of to do with it. a lot of teams just can't wait to get to Christmas, mm-hmm. and then it's like all right, let's get the All Star break, and well, the All Star break on. That's when you turn it on. That's when you really start. The trade deadline kind of complicates things as well. Yeah, because you get players in and out, and kind of leads to our to our guy on the Lakers. Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma, yeah. He's the biggest concern in my eyes right now. Um, shooting awful last December, all of December, and the three games in January with 39.6 from the field, 34.9 from three, uh, 12.2 points per game in December, and it's gotten worse. And uh, Granted, it's only been three games in January, but – all the trade rumors are starting to come out every day. It seems like Kuzma gets mentioned in something, which it's uh, 
His percentages have dropped off to 33% in January 33. on 29% from three. I mean, it's just bad. It's just bad. It's it's. I I know it's a difficult transition for him going from you know a, a guy that they leaned on to score last season compared to this season, but he's not really doing much to improve his his numbers. They just seem to be dropping off the map, and and it could be could just could be the case that he feels like he's on his way out. Yeah, so it possible. seems like ever since the uh, since his trainer came out with those comments. Um, yeah. Of course, trainer's entitled to his own. That doesn't mean Kyle Kuzma thinks that way. Uh, but ever since then, it's been a it's been a bit of a downward uh, trend for Kuz. It's been a little weird. I mean, uh, somebody said something on Instagram uh, this last night that made me think a little bit. I mean, it's it's a little like whatever. I mean, look, since Christmas Day, eleven points on thirty five percent shooting from the field and twenty eight from beyond the arc. Yeah, so, uh, but he Kuz, said Kuzma's that he's he's the only guy out of the whole team. That doesn't go on Instagram and kind of cheer the team effort and and you know praise the team. The only thing he's got on his IG right now is him walking in with some funky outfit. Yeah, I don't know how much you can look into that, but no, I, I, know, I, but I guess I there is a little bit of correlation there. Like he's not maybe totally bought in on this whole team. Concept. He seems to be the odd man out right now. He yeah. does. It does seem a little awkward. I mean, last night in the locker room, I didn't even see him. I didn't see. I didn't see him dress. I didn't see him leave. I don't even know if he talked. So it's there's some some awkwardness there. And that could quickly change with the trade before February. Well, Nikki and I were talking on uh on his show. I got next a couple weeks ago. Terrible show. About it's just awful. It, it's cool, Nikki. It's just good. We love it. God awful. <laughs> um should the Lakers seriously entertain trading Kalakuzma? I think so. I think uh because I was I was on the board of saying no, but after seeing his struggles and how he's lacking to fit in, it's like, well, if you can't make shots, well, that's what you're there for. It's just looking more and more like he's a bad fit. Like, and and if they can upgrade, like say with this uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich from thank the Thank you for saying his name because I didn't want to. It's just Bogdan twice and add Ovich at the end. Yeah, oh yeah, make it sound simple now. Okay, fine. So, so uh, Bogey Bogdanovich from uh, the Kings. <laughs> How, say it again. How, how Bogdan Bogdanovich. It's not that hard. What? Okay. Bogdanovich from the Kings. Donovich. The Lakers That's what want I'm going him. to call it's him. It's not a problem. Come on. Donovich. If they did a swap, I know the money doesn't match up. There obviously have to be other things involved. Um, but I think that would work out for both teams. I think you get a guy who's who is a better shooter than Kuzma. He's a better playmaker than Kuzma. He fits better than Kuzma. I think... And then you... you, you Send him over to a rebuilding team in, in Sacramento. A coach that he's familiar with in Luke Walton. Um, a lot of jackers, though. Got Buddy Hill. A lot of shot chuckers over there. Yeah. But I think that could work out for both both sides. Because I think that the Lakers, they may have seen like now they they don't want to pay him once that time comes up. I mean, he's still in con- under contract for one more year after this where he makes like $3.5 million, something like that. But eventually, I mean, he's going to – come up for a deal and, he, and he's going to ask for big money. So I think that the Kings might be more inclined to, to pay that. For for what it's worth, um, after that report came out, I think uh, it was James Hamm and uh, Jason Jones who covered the Kings for the, for the NBC Sports and the Athletic respectively both said uh, that the Kings aren't interested in doing that. They're <coughs> more or less just, I guess, keeping an eye on or uh, eye on things and um, – you know, doing the due diligence is, is what I would call it. Well, wouldn't that mean they do have some interest? Well, to see what they can get. 
This guy just sneezed in the Excuse middle of our me. pod. I'm not in the microphone. What I, the? I sneezed on the TV. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay, continue. What were you saying? Are you done? No, maybe not. I will <laughs> we'll have to see. Um, yeah, but the Kings are, they're just, they're not interested in, in that in that sort of deal. Um, but I think they value Bogdanovich and some of the guys said that as well. So we'll see what ends up happening there. Um, well, you said he's a restricted free agent next year. He's right? restricted free agent ne- uh, next year. Yeah. So you're they'll sure, probably have to. You're sure about that. Well, after this year, he's a restricted free agent. Okay. So he's um, going to get offers. They're going to get offers. Yeah. Sorry. He's a restricted free agent this summer is what I meant to say. So mm-hmm. um, they'll have to make a decision and. Who knows? Maybe they'll pay him. I don't know. Maybe they won't. I have no clue. We'll see. Um, on the Clippers side, I think what, we, what I forgot to uh, just touch on was um, some of the comments made by Montrez Harrell. <clears throat> uh, after the loss of the Grizzlies, he said, we're not a great team. And, you know, we have to wake up and realize that. He also said it's pretty embarrassing. You know, it's an embarrassing loss at home in front of our home fans. And uh, it should be a wake up call for all of us, not just, you know, one or two guys. Uh, basically just called out the energy of the team. Uh, think I think he feels like some guys think they can come in and think they could win the game. I think that's what it, what it, uh, it comes down to. Kawhi actually was fairly, uh, I don't want to say emotional, but had some good comments as well. I said, you know, we've had a lot of wake-up calls. Where it's the middle of the season, and we're, some of the mistakes we're making, we shouldn't be making at this time. Um, but he says we're going to keep getting better. So we'll see if the Clippers keep getting better. Uh, they can't get much worse because there's, this team is way too talented, I think. Uh, it still feels like we're on pace for a a Western Conference Finals between the Clippers and Lakers. Uh, seeding will will probably affect that. So we'll see whether they meet in the first round, what, second round. What's their seed right now? Uh, the Clippers are currently in the fifth seed, I Lakers believe. Lakers are number one. Clippers are fourth. Lakers are first. Yeah. yeah. So as constructed right now, they'd meet in the second round. Mm. Um, I think they're going to meet one way or another. No, I know. I, I think Thanks, everyone man. agrees they'll meet. It'll be. It's just a matter of whether it'll be in the first round or second round. Oh, sorry, second round or Western Conference Finals. Be a hell of a matchup. I um, look forward to that. Dude, the amount of traveling we've had to do. Oh, sheesh, traveling from facility to facility, <laughs> Staples Center to Staples Center. Whew. Um. But yeah, the Clippers just have a lot of work to do. But I think we can both agree that both of them are going to be remain top contenders in the West. Yeah, that will be fun. Um, I mean. What will really be telling is whether or not either team makes a move. Well, the trade deadline is officially actually a month away. It's February 6th, I believe, is the deadline. So Right. Um, we're a month away from the deadline. I don't know. Both teams have talks, been in talks you know, for guys. I think the Clippers the, the Clippers have both been... The, both the Clippers and Lakers are interested in guys like Darren Collison. Well, another thing I'd be interested in, in seeing is uh, if Iggy doesn't get traded, does he get bought out right after? I think they'll have to trade. They'll have to take whatever they can for him. Like, even if it's like a measly second rounder. God, you imagine that if he gets <laughs> traded somewhere else and he's stuck on some other I mean, it's bottom not his of problem. the league team. It's not, it's not their problem. So, um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, I, sh- I should rephrase that. I think Col- it was Collison has interest in the Clippers and Lakers. Yeah. Since he grew up here in, in the Los Angeles area. He'd be huge for either, either team. I think. More impactful for the Lakers than he would be for the, for the Clippers, though. Well, I think the Clippers need a backup point guard. But I will say that part of getting Collison or Iguodala would also be to keep him from going to the Lakers. Yeah. That's it's a big part of it, to play keep away. Power struggles. Yeah. Like, whoever they join will have a significant, not significant advantage, but a big boost. Yeah. Uh, while the other just doesn't. So, if it's more of that. Yeah. Um, 
Clippers, uh, I think the Clippers and Lakers are both interested. This came out earlier today. Uh, both interested in Marcus Morris, uh, Knicks forward. Which I find kind of weird. He's been he's been shooting lights out from three. He's been pretty good this year. Um, I, yesterday he shot uh, five of six from the on the arc. He made some tough contested shots. On the season, he's shooting 47 percent from the on the arc. Forty seven percent from three. I mean, if he kept that up, that'd be amazing, right? He's but attempting six per game. So he's but making he's, get, he's getting the shots there. I don't know if he'll get the shots here. Well. What's all he has to do is catch and shoot with LeBron and AD? Well, yeah, I'm just saying that like, the ball's not going to be in his hands as much, possibly. You know what I mean? I it's just, possible, but but you can't deny the percentages. He's he's knocking them no, down. Yeah, yeah. If he kept um, that up, it'd be amazing. But so that's the team. And just those are two teams interested in in uh, in Morris. Uh, I think the the Lakers are also interested in Davis Bertans, the former Spurs shooter. So a lot of guys looking around that could could help both teams. Um, Something's going to happen. Something's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah. One of the, one of these two teams is gonna make a move, and it might actually force the other team to make a move. Well, every, everyone's talking about these these trades right now. But what what is something that no one's talking about in regards to the Lakers right now? Nothing. No, nothing. Everything's covered. Nothing. Everything's covered. I've. I mean, I thought about this for a good twenty minutes, and I'm like, everything's covered. There's nothing like flying under the radar right now. It's all about. I mean, they're consistently winning. There's no problem there. LeBron's happy. AD's happy. Blaring friggin' music in the locker room. So we're, we can't hear all the other interviews. Thank you, LeBron. Thank you. Make my job a little <laughs> bit harder. Um, it's just Kuzma. Kuzma's just a big question mark. And okay, well, I'd say that the one thing that no one's talking about is whether or not they should make a move or not. Should they just keep this intact or should they take a risk? Should they trade this this kid? I think that'll get more talked about as as, a, as the season gets to the trade oh, deadline. The next two three weeks is going to be all anybody's talking about. What about what about let's say the minutes distribution? Minutes distribution. LeBron and AD are playing pretty heavy minutes uh, so I mean, far in the I, season. LeBron's at thirty five point one. AD's at thirty five and a half. Uh, that ranks LeBron's nineteenth in the NBA. AD's twelfth in the NBA in minutes. But I don't think that they're overly exerting themselves out there because they're handling teams so easily. They're not overly exerting. No. I don't. Th- I don't think they're they're pushing themselves to the point of of injury, right? I mean, that one concern I've always see, I've seen since AD got here is how many times the guy hits the floor. Man, the guy is on the floor constantly. Yeah, but they both still play a very physical brand of basketball, so I don't think but it's. They, I'm just saying, like he's 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 on the floor a lot, and that could eventually lead to something. You know, getting hurt one way or another. Yeah, I I think if you're not load managing, I think you could end up doing that. LeBron's playing. I mean, LeBron's last six, 38, 36, 34, these, 38, 37, these 35. These two have been so insistent about staying uh, on the floor. You don't think that'll come back to bite them in the ass No, later? it could. It could very well. I mean, we saw LeBron uh, tweak his, his groin. Yeah, blame the Clippers loss on that, and then only, only to <laughs> and play two days later. And then be fine later on. Yeah. But um, I don't well, know. Like, right now, it doesn't seem like a concern. These, these guys do not have bumps and bruises right now to compare uh Kawhi Leonard has been load managing some games back-to-backs this year um he's only at 32 minutes per game this year 51st in the NBA and Paul George is at 30.7 which is 73rd in the NBA See, their situation is so much different though because you got one guy coming off of major surgery off-season surgery right and another guy who's had an issue for what 
two years now? About two years now, yeah. Yeah, so it's like you have to uh, put that in your game plan. You have to be concerned about that for a long stretch. Well, my thing is that we've seen that load managing works. I mean, Kawhi was able to be 100% or close to 100% last postseason and took over when he needed to. Yeah, but is there we, no concern of the had, Lakers running and, out of gas down the stretch? we had a big enough sample size, though. It's only been in this short amount. Load management as a term only was coined last year due to LeBron's injury. Before that, well, never Greg heard of Popovich was doing it, and they, they were winning at a yeah, higher I mean, rate. They called it something different. What did, what did he put on the injury report? Like it was old? DNP old for Tim Duncan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which was classic. I but, mean, it is, it is a small sample size, but I will say over the course of a season, it's probably in their best interest to keep guys fresh. Now, maybe. I personally think the Lakers might be so far ahead of everyone that they could load manage later in the season. They could. Where it'll just be there like eight games ahead of everyone with like five left that it's like, all right, we just there's no point in playing LeBron in yeah. 80. We have the number one seat locked up. Yeah. Um, that might be what Vogel's mindset is. The thing is, the the Lakers don't have a relatively easy schedule going forward. Well, they that's, got, that's another thing. They got through a tough part in, in, in December relatively unscathed i would say i mean they suffered four losses that was pretty pretty costly against some pretty good teams oh i don't want to say unscathed because yeah i just think the teams we thought they might have trouble with like the jazz the nuggets um they didn't really lose to them they've only had <laughs> trouble with the serious contenders the bucks Milwaukee, the clippers uh, the clippers the nuggets that one game even oh though, right lebron didn't play that one yeah but i mean they still it was obvious that they, they were having problems with them, right? And then the Pacers beat them that, that first first of that four game stretch, with they, which they lost. So I don't know. I mean, maybe they're just trying to like let's just win as much as we possibly can, get to the All Star break, maybe reevaluate, and then see how we want to distribute. You know, LeBron sits, AD sits. No, the All Star break we know is not going to be a, about that much of a break at first with. LeBron and AD are going to be voted starters. That's True. out of question. Kawhi is going to be the other starter. Yeah, but that's not a game. I mean, that's that game yeah, is no, a I mean, joke. It's, it's, it's been a joke for a long time. All I'm saying is it's not like, you know, guys who get Thursday to Thursday off. They have to I be mean, there. They can't go to some tropical island yeah, for exactly. a week. <laughs> you know? They got to go on Monday maybe and then come back by Wednesday. Then, yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Um, <laughs> so it's it's still, you know, it's still a break. doing your job, as, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, so the minutes is not 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 a big concern. I don't think not yet, not yet. I think maybe if we see one of them go down with something semi serious, AD is being listed as probable every single game with a shoulder injury, right? Yeah, which I just, I mean, it's it's that saying like in professional sports, everybody everybody's playing banged up, right? Everybody's got some injury. Everybody's hurt a little bit. When I get interviewed Gary Vitti recently, he said that he he told me everybody's hurt. Everybody's dealing with something. at any time in the season. Yeah, anytime. Like he, we wanted to talk about Pau Gasol and how he had the stigma of being soft and everything. And he said, "I know Pau was playing hurt the entire time, the wow. entire time that that stretch run, the two titles, right? But he just played through it. He was tough. He was tougher than people gave him credit for. And wow. I think that's Anthony Davis. He's playing through an injury, but he's tough, and he's 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 insisting on playing." I guess if there's no <clears throat> serious risk of, of making it worse, I guess you could play through it. Yeah. Uh, but if but once that line, once you cross that line of it getting worse, you have to, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, all this could smarter change. minds have to prevail from there. You all have this to, could change yeah. in in any night, any game. Okay. Um, see, on the Clippers side, I would have to say it's uh, well, they have a twenty-five and twelve record right now. Twenty-six and twelve, excuse me. Uh, four games behind the Lakers, 
26 of 38 have been wins. Um, and everyone's freaking out. A lot of people are freaking out in terms of their continuity, but they've only had a healthy roster for one game, and that was the Lakers game on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. They haven't had their entire roster available for more than one game. Uh, the following game against the Jazz, <coughs> excuse me, Patrick Beverly suffered a, a sprained wrist uh, just after halftime, left the game and didn't return. Uh, returned for like a minute, but couldn't hold the ball, couldn't do anything, so he sat out. Uh, so through 38 games, they've had one healthy roster, one game with a healthy roster. Uh, I, obviously, you know, I think Landry Shamit, their starting shooting guards, missed 17. Uh, Rodney Magruder, backup shooting guards, missed 12. Kawhi's missed, I think, 12 or 13 now. PG's missed 12 or 13. Well, I think that's that's the key, though. Those two, uh, not so much the other guys, the role players. PG and Kawhi. Yeah, because, I mean, the Lakers could say the same thing. I mean, Avery Bradley's been in and out, just got hurt again. Well, we're talking about top guys, though. Yeah, but Bradley was a starter. That's but top five. Kawhi, Kawhi and PG, though. No, I know, but what I'm saying is the major difference. Like, you, your guys have been struggling because their main guys aren't there right uh-huh lakers have just had their interchangeable like role players get banged up and then i think ad missed a game here and lebron missed a game here and that's it it hasn't been a major concern that could completely flip at, at, at the second half of the season you know lakers could be dealing with that with lebron and ad and then the the clippers start to see paul george and, and Kawhi playing together a lot more I think the Clippers have have had the most back to back so far in the season, which that is why Kawhi's had to sit all those games. Yeah. Um, but so far, only only Zoo, Ivica Zubac, and Mo Harkless have played all thirty eight games. Uh, Lou, Lou missed a couple. He had a, he had a, a baby, a new baby boy, uh, New Year's Eve, crazy time. What, what did he call him? Six. He named him six. S Y X six <laughs> after his sixth man accomplishments. Kind kind of unique, uh, different. Cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Lou missed a couple games. Uh, yeah, Pat's missed eight games. Uh, just you can go down the list. Uh, Kawhi's missed missed ten. Paul George's missed twelve. It's just a lot of guys have missed a lot of games. So ten and twelve. That's that's a lot of games out of thirty eight. Yeah, yeah. That's and I think that, and I think that's chunk. what and I think that's what some of uh, Trez's frustrations are. The other day, it's just that they have no continuity right now. They have no. There's no you need like a you need, you need a good five or six consecutive game stretch healthy. I think nothing is more frustrating for these guys uh, than losing to teams that you know you should you should beat, beat right yeah and then when you struggle against two teams that are not going anywhere right now. The thing is they show up against the teams that matter. They show up. No, against they the do. Big teams. I mean, obviously, I mean, Lakers, they beat the Lakers twice. Houston, they had that one Bucks game after Thanksgiving, but even at Bucks at home without Kawhi and PG, they almost won that game. Yeah, I mean, it's just just different. I mean. It, it's, it's this is where you get to that point where okay the NBA regular season is too long, right? Because these teams need to start playing games that that matter. That matter, yeah. It's almost like they're not. They're just trying to get to the season. I think yeah. everyone knows how good both teams can be. Yeah, I mean, it's, in April, in it's May, obvious already. These these teams are elite. I mean, these teams are going to be in the playoffs. They're going to go deep. They're going to go. They're going to go far. So. I just wanted to get here. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah, done with the regular season already, and we've only played, we're not even halfway done. Yeah, that's true. We're only 38, 37 games through. Yeah. Well, um, anything else to add before we wrap it up? No. Good. Good to go. Good holiday break. Yeah, it was cool. Colorado was cold. Very. Well, actually, not as cold as normal. It's, uh, it's actually kind of nice, but when it gets cold, damn. It's been cold here. I got sick. Just getting over that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, someone got me sick, and I'm like, ah. 
It happened just after the Christmas Day game, so that was good. I was healthy for the Christmas that, Day yeah. game. Um, have you seen Star Wars yet? No, no. right? No, yeah. Saw no Mandalorian. Spoilers. No spoilers. Mandalorian. For sure. Okay. Got to be one of the best series I've seen in a long time. It's almost like you're watching a mini movie. I was entertained. I mean, that's the whole thing. I'll probably rewatch the thing. I think they got picked up for a season, second season. So oh, yeah, you can pick that thing up for five years. I, oh I hope God. so. I hope so. I hate that's only eight episodes though. I don't like how the length of the, the shows are like thirty. It's like thirty-eight, 38 minutes, right? and like thirty-two, and then one's forty-eight. And it's like, come on, man! Seven hour episode. <laughs> You hear that, Disney? Please make these episodes much longer for myself and Ryan and every Star Wars fan out there. Please. Like, get out of here. You're still going to watch. Still gonna watch. They don't care. No, we will. But just make them longer. Yeah. Um, well, that wraps it up for our episode of 2020. Our first episode of 2020. Hopefully, we go deep into uh, yeah, April, May, and June with these uh, episodes. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Um, as always, you can follow Ryan on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan Ward LA. Um, he loves interacting with you guys, as he'll tell you himself. Yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. Uh, you can follow. You can follow me Get on. Get muted. Get muted. <laughs> follow. <laughs> follow me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Tomerazarly. That's T O M E R A Z A R L Y uh, for any Clipper stuff. And um, yeah, as always, follow Clutch Points on Twitter and Instagram as well. That's at Clutch Points App on Twitter. It's Clutch Points A P P on Twitter. Uh, we're going through some malfunctions right now on Twitter, but we'll be back in a bit. <laughs> That's right. Got posted that damn video. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and then follow us on Instagram. No more soccer points. videos on the Twitter. No, no more soccer. No more. Should know. Should know. Um, Sorry, Premier League. As always, uh, you have any comments, questions, concerns, uh, topics you guys want us to discuss? Uh, let us know in the comments on you know wherever you get your podcast: Apple, Spotify, Google Play. Um, I heart wherever you guys get it and um, message us if you have anything and uh, yeah let's hope you guys enjoyed it and I'll catch you guys next week have a good one peace <laughs>